This is Pulse Points, an occasional podcast from the Indiana University School of Nursing featuring faculty, students, and staff making an impact where it matters most, in Indiana and around the world. We're joined today by Dr. Julie Meek, Clinical Associate Professor of Nursing at the Indiana University School of Nursing and Director of the Doctor of Nursing Practice Program. Dr. Meek, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. So today we're going to talk about, among other things, the Doctor of Nursing Practice Program at the IU School of Nursing and some of the changes that are, are, are going on. But can you start by explaining first what is a Doctor of Nursing Practice, or what we might call a DNP? We prepare our graduates really to be transformative healthcare leaders um, that bring a nursing lens to the challenges that are very apparent in our system today. Um, we, um, when you talk to real leaders in, in nursing, you talk to chief nursing officers, people who had product design, who work for electronic health record companies, uh, what you're really impressed by is that their span of control and, and really vision is about healthcare. It used to be that nurses stayed within nursing service and that's not true anymore. So we're really preparing leaders who can work collaboratively, interprofessionally across a variety of healthcare settings. So not just acute health systems, but who would lead a, a group of primary care clinics who would head product design who would um, develop the population health management strategy used by a health plan. Can you differentiate a DNP from a PhD or mm -hmm. some of the other doctoral programs? Yeah, that's a great question and one we get asked all the time. So a nurse who is pursuing a PhD is very interested in adding to the body of knowledge around nursing science. So they are generating knowledge about the field of nursing and uh, they're studying mostly research methods and um, how to generate research findings. Someone who enters the DNP wants to um, really lead in practice. Now, they also have to know about how to create change in practice, and it turns out that has a lot to do with translational science methods, change theories, um, absolutely understanding the evidence and how to determine whether there's enough evidence, research evidence, to warrant a change in practice. And so mostly what they're learning about, in addition to leadership and the business of healthcare, uh, they're learning the methodologies of creating change in practice environments and translating evidence into practice. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm a little biased because I'm pretty familiar with the process here, but you've led, along with faculty colleagues at the school, a pretty transformative change in the DNP model to get to the DNP you just described. Can you talk to us about the impetus for that change and how that's sort of manifested here at IU? Sure. We had a great time. 2014 was uh, a lot of fun, and we continue to have a lot of fun. But basically what happened was we found ourselves in a Me Too kind of situation. The proliferation of DNP programs is massive. Uh, there were about um, 80 students enrolled in DNP programs in 2002. There are now well over 15,000. 
uh, with, I believe, about 251 programs. So, and we, when we began the DNP uh, in 2010, we were only one of three programs in the state. Well, now there are many more, and uh, eight or nine in the states around us. So um, that was happening. In addition, uh, and probably most importantly, when I came into the coordinator role, what I first wanted to do was go listen to our customer. Who's hiring our graduates? What do they need? What are they looking for? What kind of knowledge, skills, and abilities do our graduates need to have in order to be effective? And so we conducted a series of interviews in January of February of 2014. And what we heard was resoundingly um, very, you know, very much made us think about our current curriculum. And our curriculum was really solid. It's always had a health systems focus, uh, but we needed to up the bar and help our graduates know more about business. We were too heavy on methods, so on and so forth. So we also didn't have a lot of time. And so a group of us thought, you know, what we should be doing here is using the methods used by our partners in healthcare at Lean Six Sigma Methods to produce rapid change. So we pulled together a stakeholder group and staged a rapid improvement event on our curriculum in April. And so in two days, with some pre-meetings, but two days, uh, we had completely revised the curriculum and by the end of May we had it approved and ready to go for fall implementation. I'm told that's unheard of. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to say that sounds uh, not the way it's usually done in academia. Exactly, exactly. So, but, but in reality, um, then what you come upon is, is all of using all of the same translational science methods that we teach our students to actually implement the curriculum. So what's happened since is uh, a wonderful series of um, implementation projects to get it fully into gear and that kind of continues. But the early feedback from our students and another round with our nurse leaders uh, in the fall says we're spot on. So Dr. Meek, you're uniquely, I think, situated to lead these efforts because you have a very interesting background that uh, crosses and spans boundaries between academia and business. Before we get into some of the details of the program, tell us how you ended up here and doing this sort of work. Sure. So I um, became very interested in finding and helping people early. I was an ER nurse for many years and was really impressed by how many people ended up in the ER when they could have been helped very simply if they had only been found earlier. And that our system wasn't structured to create that kind of finding identification and, and certainly not um, situated to provide early help and assistance to people. So after completing my PhD here at IU, I founded a company called the Halen Group in 1995. And our key value proposition was a predictive model that we developed and patented that with two-thirds accuracy could identify the 10 to 12% of a population about ready to become 80% of the cost. Because we hadn't passed yet uh, the Affordable Care Act, um, uh, the only people incentivized to hire us were self-funded employers. So we ended up growing from uh, three people in my house uh, to about 60 employees. Um, and we're really helped by being the first entrant into IU's incubator and the first success 
successful, profitable graduate. So I ran that business from 95 to 2006. We sold. I became chief operating officer of the parent company um, and because they needed the kind of predictive modeling and telephonic health coaching that we provided and then decided uh, for a lot of reasons that it was time for me to enter the academic part of my career. I'd always envisioned teaching as the last chapter of my career, and so I came here in 2008. Well, I think we're, we're all glad you did. Uh, talk to us then in some of the details about the program. So in this DNP program, what kind of students come in? What can they expect when they're here? Um, what are some differences uh, between uh, DNP programs that you may have mentioned before? Um, and maybe some of the nitty-gritty details about what it's like to be a DNP student. Sure. So we're looking for a particular kind of student who's interested in a DNP degree. So I would put the kinds of students in a couple of camps. There are students who want to continue to practice as advanced practice nurses, clinical nurse specialists, uh, nurse practitioners, um, anesthetists, midwives, and uh, they want an advanced degree. And we're probably not the program. They want to continue to see people one-on-one -on -one um, and want that advanced degree. So they're looking for an advanced clinical degree. Exactly, exactly. So we're, we're not really positioned well to serve that group of people. Um, what we're looking for are nurses who probably have had a series of leadership roles. They have um, a clear line of sight to wanting, to wanting an executive leadership role in nursing, wherever the setting is. Um, so we're agnostic as to setting, but we want students who have a clear line of sight toward um, a leadership role, an executive leadership role, and they, they want to build their skill set, their knowledge, skills, and attitude, learn more about the business of healthcare, learn more about um, themselves as leaders and developing themselves as leaders. So that's how I would differentiate the students. This is not um, a program to be taken lightly. We tell our applicants that um, there are two kinds of students. There are students who see doctoral work as an add-on. In other words, they're not going to change anything in their life, and they're going to add 20 to 30 hours of study time a week. Um, those are not our students. So we've learned that students do well and are more successful when they go through as a cohort. So our students come in prepared to take seven, six to seven credit hours per semester, which is considered full-time for graduate students. And we tell them very clearly that they need to start planning. They're admitted in April, and they have until August to eliminate 20 to 30 hours of things they're doing in their lives to permit full attention to their graduate studies. But most of our students in the DMP program, they continue to work full-time in your experience? They do. And so... We obviously are looking for students who know how to prioritize well, who are in um, supportive family, friend. Uh, they have a support team around them. They know how to negotiate for the additional um, time. Many of our students, all of our students work full time, but many of our students negotiate a lighter load at work or at least not taking on the additional projects for a time so they have the full support of their leadership. Often our students uh, receive tuition help from their employers who are desperately needing uh, 
uh, nurses with this level of education to help lead the programmatic changes that are so needed right now. So those are the students we're looking for and um, have been, we've been very successful, really pleased with, with the students we've admitted. So a unique feature of the DNP at IU is the way in which students are sort of summarily evaluated. So in some programs that can look like a dissertation, in others it's a final project, but here your crew really has reconceptualized and revolutionized the way in which we ascertain student readiness to matriculate. Can you talk about what that looks like? Certainly. You know, I would say we have a dominant philosophy of um, students applying what they're learning in didactic coursework to real, authentic um, healthcare problems and the solution of those problems. So several of the courses in the DMP actually use a case study model. Probably the most, the, a couple of things that are, I think, very unique to our program are that our capstone model is not a single project, but rather a series of integrative and immersive experiences where students are actually applying what they're learning in their didactic coursework. So students take two credits of leadership development, and those two credits are concurrent with two courses that help students understand the complexity of knowledge generation and knowledge transference in healthcare settings, as well as real intensive look at relationship-centered leadership. But these two credits of, of leadership development take that didactic knowledge and help students apply it to their own personal and professional leadership development plan. So from assessing your own strengths to developing goals to understanding how you professionally network um, to your elevator speech, your professional image, keeping balance in your life. We link students with um, health coaches to help them maintain balance and understand how to do that. So that's a really unique aspect. Probably the most unique aspect of our capstone model is that three additional credits then are earned in on-campus case study events. So students are put into teams. This, in, this has become an interprofessional course. So students are on teams with bioengineers, informatics and computer science folks, liberal arts, health communications, visual design uh, folks, and they come together with a real case study to work in teams on that study. And then they come to campus for a two and a half day event where they compete in a shark tank type atmosphere to present the best solution um, to the case. And in addition, they, when they come to campus, they hear inspiring and great speakers. They uh, have learning modules. We have social networking events. So we call it the curriculum around the curriculum. And what we're finding is that it's incredibly important to the development of the students. It's working really well. So one of the things that I think the listeners may May have may have missed that I want to reiterate is uh, you you described the rigor as being pretty intense. The stuff that you described around things like uh, getting health coaching and thinking about leadership at this level, you know, way up here, right? You know, at the thirty five thousand foot sort of optics is really complex and uh, mirrors some of the advanced leadership one would expect to find in. Uh, executive MBA models Correct. or executive doctoral models. 
So what's really surprised us, and we really didn't know what to expect when we created this capstone model, particularly the leadership hours in addition to the on-campus event hours, um, is how transformational it would be for students. And uh, we're coming through the very beginnings of this, but already we're seeing uh, transformation in students that we didn't, that far exceeds our expectations. So we think that's around kind of the thinking about thinking. So you're learning, or metacognition, so we think you're learning and didactic, but, you, but in the past, students just ran from course to course and were never really prompted to take what they were learning and apply it to themselves and be given credit for that and credit for the development and the thinking work, evaluative work, generative work that it takes to become a leader. And that's important. So we try to create in the capstone model that space, that mental thinking, evaluative, generative, innovative time for students um, with great learning activities and great learning experiences to so that they really come out of the program ready to go. You, you said something that begs a question I should have said at the beginning, which is when you say students come on campus, it implies that during the rest of the program, they're not. Mm -hmm. How accessible is this DNP for someone living in Los Angeles uh, who wants to be a CEO of a hospital there? That's what's really great about this program is that that's the student we want. So we've definitely gone nationwide and soon to be worldwide with our marketing efforts and student recruitment efforts. So what is great about the program is that it's really online. Uh, some of the courses require working in teams on case studies, but those who live at a distance connect through wonderful our learning management system, which provides video conferencing and chat and asynchronous discussion rooms and all of those kinds of things. It is a requirement, though, of the program that the students are on campus for a one-and-a-half-day boot camp and then three instances across three different semesters where they're on campus for two and a half days. And those intensives is what sort of culminates in this competition you're describing, and it sounds like it's going to be fairly intense. Incredibly. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, we make sure the, uh, the space for them is available till the wee hours of the morning because uh, we're really raising the bar, and the students get that. And our nursing students are also with students in computing and informatics and uh, you know the other schools that I spoke of, and they're basically there's a real competitive spirit that develops. So they really want to win, and they win by being incredibly attentive to the de details and the solutions that our stakeholders are looking for when they bring the cases to us. So uh, it's a great intensive time of being inspired by speakers learning through certain learning modules that we have, this Shark Tank competition, but also we let them let off some steam. We walk on the canal. We um, do great social networking events so that they have some time to let off steam and have a good time as well. So for those who want to maybe picture, is this DNP kind of the program I could see, maybe one way to get at that is for you to tell the listeners in your head how you'll know when this program is successful. What is the student look like and what are they doing when they're done? You know for me the program's already successful 
because I already see our students doing things that just frankly blow me away. Um, we have students who are uh, in Liberia um, helping to recreate the undergraduate curriculum in Liberia. We have students in Washington, D.C. with Dr. Crowder and at our state house preparing policy briefs to change policy um, that will affect the health of hundreds of thousands of people. We have students presenting who never thought they would present or publishing and never thought they had the ability to do that. Uh, we, we see students opening up. We have a student right now who um, opened up um, three new units of a brand new hospital in Louisville, Kentucky and doing it with incredible grace. We have a student who's already been elevated to chief nursing officer position for um, national mental health chain. So our students are amazing already and telling us that they're changing and telling us, giving us a lot of feedback that this program is life-changing for them. And uh, to me, that's an incredible success and just a joy to be involved with. Well, Dr. Julie Meek, sounds like an extraordinary program. Thank you for taking time today to talk with us about it. Thank you, Chad. This podcast is a production of the Indiana University School of Nursing. For more information, visit nursing.iu.edu. This podcast is copyright 2015 by the trustees of Indiana University.